Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Untitled. Uh, Yay! You know, there are so many uns in our our community here that I'm often very careful to make sure I get the name of this program right. Right. Unfinished, unfailing, untitled. Unkempt. (laughs) That's just us. Yeah. So we are here today with a brand new episode, and we are starting to get ourselves in sync a little bit with the Bible study that Unfinished Community is doing, uh, and that Unfailing Love folk are coming to, and that is also being done with First Reformed Church of New Brunswick, New Jersey, because we're nothing if not random in terms of where the churches are we're working with. Right. Um, So we're kind of coming alongside that a little bit. So if you are from our community and you've been to the Bible study, some of this might not be new, but it could definitely be interesting. Mm -hmm. If you missed the Bible study, this would be a good way to catch up. There you go. True. And if you don't care about going to any Bible study from this church or other churches and are just like, Bible study, well, it will still be a fun video. <laughs> it's, our, it's our objective every time. Yeah. There will be weird things. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know what is a Bible, then might I suggest doing a little research before you jump into this one? Also, how did you find yourself here? Yeah. Good question. Very carefully. <laughs> okay, I, I have asked that, I've asked that question on multiple videos from multiple series of like, Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. If this is your first video, what the heck are you doing jumping in on like episode eight? Come on, guys. Right. Please go back to episode one. Wait, more yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're going to be watching this. You're going to be like, okay, I get the Matthew. I get the Mark. Who's the Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show. We do yeah. that one later. We'll get it later. The bi- bu- Book of Boba Christ or something? I don't know. Let's <laughs> That just that just sounds like Jesus sipping a boba tea. That's that's all that sounds like to me. There's an image I like. I, I like that. Uh, I need some of that in my life now. The yeah. boba tea. <laughs> I mean, Jesus as well. I mean, yes, but, like, but that's why we're here. I also want boba tea. So should we should we tell these weird people that are starting halfway through a series what our names are? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, d- despite all efforts to the contrary, I am still Pastor Don of Unfinished Community. Um, <laughs> if you haven't figured that out, because we're like three minutes into the movie and there have been name placards since the beginning, then good for you. Um, and joining me on the left are Ralph and Bob, uh, as you can tell from the yeah. name. Wait, no, hold yeah. on. I think I got that wrong. Uh, let's no, no, no. up and see what the name says. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I'm Pastor Tim. I'm Pastor Mallory. And we're from Unfailing Love Church here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I'll, I'll correct you this one time, but next time you got to know. Okay. Uh, so next time I'll assume it's Takeshi. Yeah, that works too. All right. So today we are going to dig into Matthew chapter five. And we're going to be talking about um, uh, Mark chapter five. Yeah, that's the one I said. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) I absolutely said that. that, And please don't remember that there is a skip back 10 seconds button. Talking for exactly 10 seconds. Please don't remember anything. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> said that's fine. <laughs> I meant Mark chapter five. Come on, y'all. <laughs> it was on the title card. All right. Yes, it, it will have been on the title card. <laughs> All right. 
Mark chapter five. And it's funny because Mark's my favorite gospel. You think I'd have got that right. Right. I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway, Mark chapter five. We're doing the, the whole passage itself is verses 21 to 43. But because we don't much care about the resurrection of the rich girl, rich guy's daughter, we're going to focus more on 21 through 36. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just going to be blunt about that, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, you know, when, when you're rich, you already get all those things. So we don't need to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Very so wound up. <laughs> I am going to kick it over to my dear friend Takeshi, like an errant football here. Yes. I told you I was going to bring that back. Hey, sports. Yay! If there's one thing we know around here, it's our sports references. Absolutely. I'm totally not referring to Takeshi's Castle. No, not at all. No, definitely not a thing. <laughs> the Bible. Yeah, I, I should probably read the Bible now. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I want to do that at some point. Yeah, Mark 5, 21 through 36. Bear with me. It's a bear. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came and when he saw him fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. <clears throat> Excuse me. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it, but the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. All right. Well, a couple of points, uh, as those of you who've been on our Discord server might know already, my nickname is, you know, Pastor Kuma, Kuma being the Japanese word for bear. So mm -hmm. when you said, bear with me, this what this is a bear, my immediate response was to say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello, I'm bear. <laughs> <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> gonna hit me all right <laughs> now you know there's a lot to a lot to unpack in this one um mm -hmm. oh yeah if anybody is interested in seeing do, someone do a fantastic job of unpacking this in a sermon i would direct you to my wife's sermon on this she delivered just this past sunday this one's been making the rounds a little bit this was actually from last sunday's lectionary selections it's a it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good one uh, this is one we've all heard before a few times, and well, there are some parts of it that uh, read as problematic modernly. Like, for example, mm -hmm. a powerful religious or a powerful like social leader coming to a religious leader and saying, "Please come lay hands on my little daughter." Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that reads very different today. Not gonna lie. Um, Gotta be real careful with that wording. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> but this is one that, you know, I think we've all encountered before. And before I do my normal thing and limber up to rip it to shreds, um, I'm going to ask the first question, which I always ask of you two. Uh, when and how have you seen this one just righteously abused in the past? Because every time we bring up a scripture passage, you're like, yeah, someone once told me this means that we should murder everyone who isn't me. Like, you know? Like, uh, when, I hate trauma. When you come from a certain spot, you just kind of know your bread and butter. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it reminds me, when I, when I was in 10th grade English, um, I was really upset about the fact that I was in this particular English class. I was stuck there with the football teacher and like, I wanted to be in a class that was going to do something. And this guy was really just giving good grades to the football players and just kind of ignoring everyone else. So mm-hmm. I, set my, I set myself a challenge. We had to do like 15 papers over the course of the year. And my challenge I set for me was quite simple. Whatever the topic of the paper is, I'm going to build a causative relationship to the paper that ends with the destruction of life, the universe, and everything. I don't care if it's an examination of why football is better than soccer. It'll end with the everything and everything being destroyed. Um, and it wasn't until a few years later that I realized, wait a minute, that's just how evangelicals read the Bible. I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> welcome to childhood. <laughs> yeah, welcome to our whole, our whole upbringing. It yeah. was great. Recommend 10 out of 10 would trauma again. Would trauma again. Uh, but no, I mean, this one, th- I'm going to surprise you. I've never heard this one used horribly negatively. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it was a good, like, you know, you have to, you know, kind of, it, it's the faith part of it was, mm-hmm. you know, you do have faith within, you know, the ability of Jesus to heal you. Now, however, the part that was toxic, like I said, it wasn't horribly toxic, uh, was, well, unless your faith's good enough, you're not going to get healed. Mm, yeah, You have to be willing to go and, and, and grab on to Jesus. He's not just going to come to you. Which he was, okay. He's literally the opposite of like everything we know about Jesus. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. Also, he was on his way to seek someone out, but. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, <laughs> had she walked up to him, he probably would have been like, sure why not i find it i find it really interesting that in in these communities and i've seen this in in protestant communities as well Mm -hmm. where we get hung up on the faith of the woman Mm -hmm. and skip literally everything else that's happening in this passage yeah as those of you who are following closely along in your bibles at home um you may have noticed we're using different translations here i don't know what, what translation were you using by the way that's that's the regular NRSV. It's not the updated. Oh, okay. So now I can see the differences between the that and the other one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Our our Bible app doesn't have the updated one. It just has the the original. Yeah. BibleGateway.com, man. Just go there. Yeah. It just the Bible app reads a little better on the phone. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Anywho, um, like we do, we ignore all of the other stuff that's going on here. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love about this is this is this whole passage. We skip. We skip. By the way, for those of you who are reading along, we skipped the uh, the last chunk of it, which is where we get Talitha Kolm and the the girl is brought back to life and all that other stuff. Because I can, we can basically summarize that by saying Jesus went there, said Talitha Kolm, which means get up, girl, and she got up, and that's the end of the story. Not dead <laughs> anymore. The thing he said he would. Yeah, sweet zombie toddler. We're all good. 
Um, <laughs> zombie toddler. That is my new exclamation. <laughs> for anything. That. Sweet <laughs> zombie toddler. You're, you're talking to a guy who stole the exclamation, sweet zombie Jesus from the professor in Futurama and uses it regularly. So like, we're cool. I love that. There was a whole discussion in the discord about that. Indeed there was. A long one, surprisingly long one. They must um, plug to the Discord. <laughs> I'll keep plugging that one as long as I can. But I mean, we left we left that bit out, mostly because it's you know easy to summarize. Mm-hmm. But what we have here structurally is a literary technique that is unique to Mark. My my teachers in the seminary called it a Markin sandwich, which is where Mark starts out telling one story and then interrupts it with another. Mm. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the best example of that, but it happens in other other places throughout the Gospel of Mark as well. Um, and Mark is generally thought to be the oldest of the Gospels here. So you mm-hmm. see this gets carried over into other iterations as well. Um, but to me, this one is one of the ones where it's always been worth looking at the sequence of events in the way the story is structured. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I tell you that it's structured this way as a literary technique because I do want to make the concession that it's entirely probable that the story of Jairus and the story of the bleeding woman happened at separate times and were not part of the same narrative. Like, yeah. if you're looking at it historically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, again, this isn't actually a history tip. It could have happened mm-hmm. this way, but it's entirely possible that the way this is structured is a literary invention, too. So, in, in the interest of being factual, I think it's important to, to let that one be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that by taking this as a sequence of events, Mm -hmm. this tells us something very, very, very interesting about how Jesus operates. And so this is, I I love the fact that so many communities love to focus on the the, the faith of the woman Mm -hmm. when what we should be looking at is, one, comparing the bleeding woman to Jairus, too. Because mm-hmm. they're both looking for the same thing. Uh, yeah. Desperately wanted and needed healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the way they approach is different. And secondly, I think it's good to look at how Jesus responds. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus immediately stops prioritizing the synagogue leader when he has literally anything else to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'll help the rich man, sure. But if there's like he's he's kind of got a low priority ranking because he's you know rich and a synagogue leader and like you dude you had your chance right so there's all of that at work here too and then we get the this bleeding woman who Mm -hmm. is the definition of voiceless yeah like i mean this is something that i'm sure has been played up in evangelical sermons as much as protestant sermons here but like, do you know the kind of crap this woman had probably had to deal with in twelve years? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it must have been awful to live yeah. under those conditions for sure. Not just the medical aspect of it too, but when you consider that any kind of bleeding was considered socially and religiously unclean, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a level, you know Outstate, isolation yeah. applied to this as well. Yeah. You know, she spent everything she has on medical care, uh, trying to become who and what she's supposed to be and you know, trying to, you know, get all the necessary surgeries to be done and, you know, try to force her body to be what it needs to be in order to fit into society. Yeah, sound awful familiar. Why does that sound so familiar? Can't possibly imagine. Mm. Doesn't yeah. sound like every day as a woman. What? 
crazy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like being part of a category of person that just occasionally bleeds for a while uh, may not actually be as bad as uh, old cultures tend to indicate uh, on multiple Yeah, levels. it's like I get ready every day to put on a makeup when you don't have to do crap. Now, if I didn't... Spoken like someone who's never had to meticulously coif and style a beard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, meticulous. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I mean, one of these days, I'm going to do the full Salvador Dali for y'all. <laughs> I will make fun of you. <laughs> so, like, we talk about, like, we, we talk about, like, her social isolation, what she had to be going through and all that, and the desperation that she has when she comes to Jesus. But there's a piece that we often overlook. Like, we talk about her faith has made her well, which is Jesus' ultimate conclusion. Mm-hmm. But there's also a ballsiness in what she's doing there too. Oh yeah. Like let's consider that in order to have this contact with Jesus, she has to go through a crowd, which she's not allowed to do mm-hmm. in public, which she's not, where she's not allowed to be mm-hmm. and physically touch a Jewish rabbi in the streets, which she's definitely not allowed to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, props to you breaking like, all sorts of rules yeah like, so you can see the scheme happening here right she's like i'm just gonna yeah. i'm gonna touch the hem of his cloak cloak i'm gonna you know st- steal a little bit of that healing juju here and i'm gonna move on uh and none, and he'll be none the wiser and I'll, I'll be able to go back into the world and he'll go off and do jesusy stuff in a jesusy way with jesus and you know, yeah. we'll be good yeah. no one will even know it'll be fine yeah and this thing's one of the things I love is that in the in a lot of the more toxic sermons I've seen on this, the focus is on that part, mm-hmm. on the the strength of faith she had in doing that, in yeah. pushing herself through the crowd. And I got to tell you, that ain't it. No, no, because that is it's ballsiness, it's riskiness to be sure, for sure. But at that point, like it's an invisible bleeding disease. Like, I mean, like, because if she was like bleeding from her eye sockets or something like that. Right, right. different. Like she wouldn't have been able to get her into the crowd. Like she would have been seen coming a mile off. We can Mm. probably guess where she was bleeding from in this one, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not a lot of places that a woman can develop a bleeding disease that won't be publicly visible. And okay, I'm not a medical scientist, I'm a pastor. Moving on. Um, Biology. Probably hormone imbalance. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. No. So in any case, so she's able to blend in with the crowd. So she's not like there is a risk if she's found out. Mm -hmm. But as long as she, you know, keeps everything properly padded, keeps her motion restricted, and is in a crowd where people don't know where she is, the risk is minimal. Like Mm -hmm. not where she's actually taking the risk. We like to sell it as that because we like our spy crowd, like dun, dun, do, 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 do. right, yeah. They're going to grab a Jesus right now. Grab Jesus. Jesus Hills Cop Three. <laughs> now in theaters. <laughs> the healing. <laughs> yes, I did make a Beverly Hills Cop bleeding woman in Jairus story in March. Hey. <laughs> The quality of comedy you expect from this podcast. Does this mean that Axel Foley is really canon in a very clear way? Yes. 
I like it. Yeah. Saint Foley, Saint Foley of the 80s synthesizer. Well, let's move on. Canonized. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. That that's not the risk she's taking here. Like she's she's not mm-hmm. risking any. The risk comes in um uh verse 33. Mm-hmm where jesus stops and jesus doesn't jesus doesn't do what you kind of would expect narratively here right like narratively if you're reading a story like this you expect cloak is touched power goes out and jesus does the horror movie thing where his head rotates like 88 degrees he's like (laughs) right but that's the thing you expect this is jesus like the power flows out he's going to know where he's going to be able to meet me Hey, you're you, you've got like healing energy on you. So uh, you, clearly, it was you, the hell woman, <laughs> right? Um, the, the the literal hell. Come on, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, like Jesus is like, I lost power. Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. Why is it not there? Yeah. <laughs> Arguments notwithstanding, as to whether Jesus actually knew or not, like right. the, degree, the degree of knowledge possessed by God while human incarnate is. A matter of some debate in all levels of theological circles. Oh yeah. Um, the the simple answer that I can give to that is I don't know and I don't care. Um, <laughs> not relevant <laughs> to the story, but no. Jesus is at least presenting as yeah. Jesus is at least presenting as someone who doesn't know in this situation. So I'm right. gonna give his word uh, right. because when people present as something, we take it as their word. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Everyone stare meaningfully into the camera now. <laughs> All right, so he's saying he doesn't know, and whether he actually doesn't know or whether he's doing a bit, um, <laughs> he's giving her the chance to decide to actually take a risk. Because identifying herself here means exposing, one, uh, I was an unclean person who was not well and touched Jesus. And right. two, I legitimately stole miracle energy from the Jesus battery here. <laughs> um, you know. Touch the got, Jesus potato. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I was, I was going to make the joke, I got Jesus to jump me, but then I realized that that would probably have multiple levels of bad meanings that I probably should use. <laughs> reel that one back. I yeah, love I'm it. Roll that one back. Like, I, don't, I don't think I was intending exactly that. So please don't give <laughs> a three-second clip of me saying that and share it online because it would be out of context and I wouldn't appreciate it. Although it would be perfect. Perfect, though. Um, so he's anyway. Getting- yeah, he's giving her the chance to own it, and she does. And that's actually where the risk is. Oh, yeah. Like, she could have taken her healing and snuck off. Like, that yeah, option was presented. Yeah, take your health and go home. Yeah. Like, the same as, you know, we talked about, well, we talked about the lepers who were healed, and uh, all yeah. of them come back. The rest of them were still healed. Like, yeah. The healing didn't, was like, take it back. <laughs> yeah, you had the option to take your shit and go. Like, that was okay. That was on the table. And what makes her faithful, what makes her good is the fact that she got the physical healing, but she doubled down on the spiritual and emotional healing and reached for a connection. Yeah. And that's That's actually the important piece here. It's much harder to do. You're right now. It's much scarier to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but it's also the foundational piece of the Christian experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And she recognized, and this is really the faith that made her well, is recognizing that what was important 
wasn't magic Jesus juice. Um, no. It was being able to be seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then you flip it on its head and you realize that Jesus saying into the crowd when he knows someone who did not want to be known just sucked some healing juju out of him. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, like a big old straw. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, imagine, I'm, imagine, I'm imagining that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Data's having dreams and Riker's got that straw sticking out of his head. Imagine <laughs> it's all like that. Perfect. That's exactly, exactly like what that. It is. That is the image. No notes. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just imagining the now. I'm just imagining one of the apostles laying on a table, going with mint frosting. <laughs> Brought a full circle. Moving on. Keep going. Next. <laughs> you know, but when he start, turns in the crowd and says, "Who did that? Who touched me?" Yeah. He is doing something that we really should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. He is giving an invisible person an opportunity to be visible. Yeah. Quintessentially Jesus. Yeah. And like, we love to focus on the magic powers aspect of this one. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus immediately rolls out from here and raises the dead. Um, like, like, who? <laughs> Jesus the magician. Another, another Tuesday. <laughs> Blaine, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Jesus Copperfield. <laughs> Jesus Copperfield. Uh, like we like to focus on that stuff on the power the glory all that stuff but like the big miracle in a, in any passage mm-hmm. is you know it's kind of like uh like one of those lint chocolate truffles now the important part's right there at the middle mm-hmm. and what's at the middle of this passage isn't her healing it's the moment where he stops wait who touched me that's the miracle the, the one thing that this woman never had yeah you know nobody saw her before yeah at least for 12 years of her life like she was unseen yeah Yeah. and jesus hands her that kind of on a silver platter and goes here you go yeah this is about me (laughs) she got what she wanted jesus offered her what she needed exactly and so having reached that nice little denouement there i'm going to ask is there anything else we want to tear into this or do we want to try to cut it at one I think we should probably try and cut it. I think you that have one. Something. I think that one. I mean, it, it kind of it self-explanatory. Yeah. Like yeah. once you actually break it down to what really like we should be focusing on. And yeah. I, I think you. I think you nailed it. There's not a lot of linguistic BS in there. There's not a lot of like translational trickery here. It's all a pretty straightforward passage. It's just actually understanding what Jesus is really doing here. That's the important part. Yeah. Right. For yeah. sure. I agree. All right. So then I think we will call it for this episode. Um, yeah. If you followed along this far, congratulations. The analytics don't believe you exist, so gather some friends and have them do it too. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I, I've been saying this in the Back to Basics videos because the algorithm loves it when you do, but for the love of God, please like, share, subscribe, share, like, and share, and definitely share some more. Uh, Comments too. Those always help. Oh, yeah. God, yes. For the algorithm. For the algorithm. Yeah. Because the whole point is community and connection. Hey, we brought it back to the thing. Oh, the YouTube. Congratulations. Proud of you. Anyway, <laughs> um, so for what it's worth, I will uh, promo the Discord server one more time. Uh, yeah. where we are doing all the things with the stuff in the place. So please come to the place and do the stuff with the things. 
yeah yeah where you can find us most of the time too yeah we're hanging out in there we lurk we troll it's fun yeah who yeah. needs works. a sanctuary when you got a discord server yeah right, right exactly yeah and I, i'm sure as usual the website links will be on the on the end card and in the description below yeah they're they are all in all the places you can get at them if you are watching this on youtube and you are a fan of the casting of the pods uh maybe subscribe to us there too a lot of the same stuff but then you don't have to look at our crazy face if you're watching this on the pod channel how oh, yeah. <laughs> good job congrats witchcraft <laughs> no not the witchcraft <laughs> look hocus pocus 2 just came out we can make a couple of witchcraft jokes it's fine. hey topical <laughs> she's not a fan Boo. she's not a fan of the hocus pocus hmm. interesting i actually quite enjoyed it I know a millennial white girl that doesn't like Hocus Pocus. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. But in any case, <laughs> um, you know, it, so if you are watching this on the podcast channel, c- congratulations. But if you're listening to it on the podcast channel, you can go over to YouTube and watch it if you're not capable of witchcraft. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're not capable of witchcraft, because we're not going to make you do the extra work if you've already watched yeah. it on the podcast if channel. If you're not so. capable of witchcraft, on the other hand, pop out of the Discord server. I'd like to interrogate that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you on for an episode. We need to know. <laughs> and, and for the record, um, white Christian man telling someone doing witchcraft, I'd like to interrogate that. Bad word choice. Uh, I meant to say, I would like to ask you questions and know more. We just want to know how. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it's kind of like some sort of weird video codec or something, but. We should probably wrap this before we go too far. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, I love you guys. See you next week. We're going to be doing more stuff. It'll be fun. Bye. More stuff. (laughs) See y'all. Bye.